if anyone else picks up the the system and wants to do them, I have promised them I'll go there and and present, but I'm not going to be hosting any more of them. So if you haven't been to one, this is your last chance to see one at my house, and I'm with me hosting. Um, So um, head on over to hoodooheritagefestival.com and get your tickets. Now, I mentioned books are going to be given away for free. Well, the books are also going to be sold, you know, the way we usually do, through Amazon. So this year we have a lot of these new books coming out. Um, Black and White, Genuine Black and White Magic of Marie Laveau was already pre-released. It will be given out at the festival. The Secret of Numbers Revealed will be debuted at the festival, and this is a book on numerology. There is um, a book on the Crystal Silence League. Now, some of you folks have seen those little pamphlets that we've printed and given away for years on the personal lessons of the Crystal Silence League and on crystal gazing. Well, we've collected those together and um, compiled them into a 96-page book called Secrets of the Crystal Silence League. And this is the writing of Claude Alexander Conlon, the man who knows, the man who founded the Crystal Silence League back about... um, more than 100 years ago now, as far as we know, probably around 1917, 1919. We're not sure of the date. Um, The red folder, of course, will be on sale, and that's going to be a 136-page collection of all the flyers that have been given out at the last few years' worth of festivals. And and that's also a very um, exciting uh, book. Now, in doing all of these books and, and the way we... We work them. Oh, uh, I just was reminded, we're giving away the Fortune Teller's Guide to Success. Now, that we have in the past. um, Valentina Burton, the author of that book, The Fortune Teller's Guide to Success, had self-published that book. And we gave away copies from her little self-published edition. But over the years, Lucky Mojo took on the publication of that book. And it's now a 96-page book book and it's um, one of our books it looks like our books now and so you may have already had an earlier edition but this is now the sharp pretty covered edition so that's also free and that will be at our final workshop where we talk about how to become a professional root worker and conjure doctor if you want to or how to work with clients in other words so that's also going to be given away free so all of these books are part of your ticket price um, but those books also are and will be on sale. You can pre-order The Secret of Numbers Revealed, um, and you can pre-order the red folder, and they will ship on the day after the festival. So that's my news. I've been working very hard on books with Grey Wolf Townsend and with uh, Deacon Millet and with my dearly beloved Nagashiva Ironwood. We've been getting these books ready, getting them to the printer, and um, we're down to the last two books. We <laughs> to get to the printer on time. They will be there at the festival. It's always a last-minute little jump to get them over the, the border from Canada. But they'll make it. And um, we are very, very um, happy to be releasing these books in conjunction with the festival. Now, the other things that are going to be at the festival, they're going to be people from all over the country, people from all over the world. And... In addition to those who are coming for the festival only, I have an apprenticeship program that runs one week prior to the festival. And if you are a graduate of the Hoodoo 
uh, root work correspondence course that I teach, you can come out to that apprenticeship, and it is free. And it's just um, a free thing. You come up for five days, you find a place to stay, and you pay for your own food, but I don't charge you anything for five days of lessons and working with me. Now, you'll be making things, and um, you won't take them all home because they're going to be, that's the trade, is you're going to work and make things, and then I can have them to sell in the shop. And um, But we'll be talking and teaching for five days, and I'll hand guide you on how to stir, how to fold, how to pray, how to make actual rootwork products that you can make and sell in your own shop, online, or to your own customers. So this is um, part of what my outreach is to, you know, pass things along to the next generation of root workers. So, um, and there's Miss Athena in the chat room, and she says, I'm so excited for the apprenticeship and festival. Can't wait. Miss Athena, who's one of the admins of the Lucky Mojo Forum, she's going to be at the apprenticeship. And um, definitely these these uh, people who are going to be at the apprenticeship, and there's a bunch of them who've taken this um uh, Cousin Josh was in the chat. I see him now. Um, those folks who have taken the um, the apprenticeship, Papa Newt, they know it's hands-on. It's real work, and there's no charge. It's just because that's my job is to teach. Well, if you want to know why my job is to teach, get the book on numerology. Because the book on numerology explains the numbers and how you work out the numbers of a person's name and birth date and you can do a character analysis on them without a photo, without touching them, just by the numbers that come out of their letters that come and the date of their birth date and the letters of their name. And um, you'll find out. I'll just I'll I'll give you a spoiler. I'm a number eleven. Now you got to read the book. <laughs> All right. So that's what's going on around here. We're working very very hard trying to make this the this last festival that I am hosting. We're trying to make it. Really great, wonderful, something that everybody will remember. And um, I'll tell you, there is so much um, joy and so much happiness in working on these festivals and getting it right for everybody. We have a great team, um, collaborators, colleagues, friends, and um, we hope to see you there. You can read all the details at hoodooheritagefestival.com. Okay? Now, I'm going to say hi to my co-host, Conjurman Ali. How are you doing, hon? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Very excited to hear about the book projects coming along and all the cool books that are coming out. I'm a bibliophile, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to, to the books. It's, it's it's kind of like Christmas season in spring. <laughs> all the books that come <laughs> yeah. out, all the books that come out around May or, or a little earlier. And I love that. I just love it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think we got a couple here that'll that'll uh, thrill you. You know, you are in the uh, the red folder. Your your oh, yes, your, yeah. your your old flyer from from years back because we collected all of them. You're you're a participant in that, and um, and that is you know how it is. That's we we, we um, collect everything so that everybody can have it for the ages. Oh, and, I love um, that. Yeah, and Papa G. You know you're in the red folder too. <laughs> Just so by me, the, the skin of my teeth. Yeah, right. Well, let me let me bring in our let me bring in our guest, Papa G. I love Papa G. Um, the G stands for ginger, and um, 
I always talk about you when you're not here. You don't know that, but I have my tea, and I always say in my tea with a little square of candy ginger, courtesy of Papa G. So you get mentioned a lot on this show. You're mm-hmm. the man. You're my ginger connection. Okay, Papa G. <laughs> I yeah, love that you I, have I a intuitively kind of know. It's time to order more. Send more. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm still I'm still working on it. I don't. I, I I got some left. I'll tell. I'll raise up a red flag and wave it when I'm running low. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Papa G has been sending me ginger so faithfully, and I just I just put it in my tea. That's how I sweeten my tea. So um, this is officially a four Taurus show. Is that correct? It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a four oh, wow. Taurus show. So yeah, this happens every once in a while. Papa G is a Taurus. Conjurman Ali is a Taurus, Papa Newt's a Taurus, I'm a Taurus. It's a four-Taurus show. Anybody who calls in, you know what kind of advice you're going to get. It's going to be down to earth. Mm-hmm. Right? I think mm-hmm. th- I think the last time we read for two Taurians. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's interesting. That was the six-Taurus. That was our six-Taurus show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. All right. Well, Papa G. Um, I think that you don't need a whole lot of introduction here because the people know who you are. But Papa G is makes tea. Papa G makes perfumes and oils. Papa G makes soap. Papa G is a Taurus. He's got his hands on everything. He makes it all by hand, and he has a beautiful shop down there in Tennessee. So, Papa G, tell us about yourself very briefly, but then let's go to our panel discussion because we're going to be talking about the human element in hoodoo. Um, thank you, Ms. Cat. I've been um we've been super busy in the store trying to get everything ready for because I will be Emma and Roy will be attending the Hoodoo Heritage Festival for the first time. And then mm-hmm. we have a, mm-hmm. a annual expo that we do the week after that. So we're already oh, in wow. production of making things that we sell. Mm. Wow. But finally got everything booked, lined up and Ready to finally come and see you in person. That's a busy yeah. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and, and not only that, I just got to jump ahead. in. And you know what Papa G's topic will be, speaking of Taurus, the primordial earth sign. Yeah. His topic is dusts and dirts oh, in hoodoo. <laughs> We're going to be making yeah. mud pies. <laughs> that's right. I had uh, told Nagashiva that um, I have I have never been further west than San Antonio, Texas. Wow. Well, you're going to see. And not on an airplane since I was 17, which was a very long time ago. Well, I tell you, when you get to California, one of the things you got to keep your eyes open for is every movie you've ever seen that was supposedly set in Italy or England or Norway, half of those movies were set in California. And you begin to look yeah. at things and you go, whoa, wait a minute, that's from that movie and they said it was England. Huh, that isn't Sherwood <laughs> Forest, that's California. Right, yeah, so it, we, we are, we people get here and they go, wait a minute, I've been here before. <laughs> you'll, you'll see. It, it's a it's very Mediterranean get... and foresty all at the same time. Yeah, right. When we're right on the border, actually, we're we're on exactly on the line. We're on a ridge called the Gold Ridge, and on one yeah. side, it's the redwood forest, and on the other side, it's the vineyards and the Mediterranean yep, grapes, mm-hmm. and the little wild uh, wild uh, 
oak trees and things like that. Well, Papaji, let's talk about the human element. Tell us what you what you're bringing to us. I've, I've been wanting to do this show for a long time, but I, w- I wasn't quite sure how to formulate it until now. It's more about when people come to me and they're like, that you know, my spell didn't work, and I ask, start to ask them questions, and, and they didn't. What, what I mean by the human element is they didn't put any of themselves into it. That could be one thing, or it can be they their behavior contradicted the work they were going, trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or they didn't. Um, another thing is effort. They didn't put any effort into it. My favorite mm-hmm. story that that. I, I tell that this was a couple of years ago, a couple of Valentines ago. A woman would come into our store every week for like, it was six to eight months. And she would bring a candle for me to look how the wax had um, mm-hmm. melted to do um, ceramancy in. And it was always about getting this guy back. Mm-hmm. So so finally, I think the last time we, we talked, and she actually quit doing work on it, um, she said it was right before Valentine's Day. Uh, the uh, she saw on Facebook the other woman had. Uh, she was really pissed about this. She had put out lit candles. Um, she had cooked his favorite meal. She had massage oils laid out, the whole mm. shebang, ready for him to come home. So she said. So I called him up at work and told him he needed to get his ass back home. He needed to come. He needed to do the right thing. And I said, Well, well, hold up a minute. Mm-hmm. Said, You've been doing all this work on this guy. I said, here on the here on my left hand, I have my favorite meal, flowers, massage oils. And over here, I have you calling me at work and telling me what I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I said, I have to tell you, I'm not picking you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm picking mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter That's- how many candles you burn if you're acting like a big asshole. To the person you're trying to get back. <laughs> that is so true, and um, I've I've had this. I, I just posted in the chat. I had this morning. A lady burned three candles on somebody, and they didn't get what they, she didn't get what she wanted from this person. She didn't tell us were they husband and wife. Was it a crush that she'd never kissed? We don't even know. She just says, "Why didn't my three candles work on him?" Mm. Well, lady, we don't even know. Do you know the man? Have you ever touched yeah. the man? Have you ever kissed the man? Have you ever slept with the man? Have you ever fed the man some good food that you cooked? Have you ever fed the man your menstrual blood in that good food? Have you ever done a, uh, anything? Have you have you uh, put oil on your hand and run your hand through his hair? No, no. She burned three candles, and that was supposed to do it. That was it. Well, what's wrong? Why won't my three candles work? not saying anything wrong about candles. Remember, I wrote a book called The Art of Hoodoo Candle Magic, and one of the first lessons in that book is candles are not the be-all and end-all. Candles are one way to reach a person spiritually. Candles enhance your psychic, intuitive. uh, Candles burn best at night when it's dark and you want to shed that little bit of light into the dream. Candles are a mystery. They're a mystery. Mm -hmm. But... uh, you want the man to, um, you know, come sleep with you. You got to, you know, put something on him, shake his hand, wear his name in your shoe. You got to have some contact. The human element yeah. has to be there, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. it has to be seductive, friendly, loving, and warm and encouraging. Um, yeah, don't yell yeah. at him when he finally calls. Oh, that's for sure. 
Because <laughs> the lost lover will always follow his heart, his his taste buds, and his yeah. neck. Yep. <laughs> you no, know no, what I'm saying? So true, so true. And it's at the heart of hoodoo success, if you think about it. A lot of kind of outside traditions who are looking to develop their own kind of magical practice or looking to develop quote-unquote practical magic often draw from hoodoo. And the reason for that is that hoodoo has a reputation of being very, very successful as a practical form of, of work. And the reason it's successful is because it's grounded in some really strong theory of contact. You want that person, you work on them directly. You lay down powders. You feed them things. You touch them. This increases the success. I always tell clients this. It's okay if you start out with candles. I personally prefer incense to candles for long-distance work, but Mm -hmm. that's just me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you start out with candles, at some point, the spiritual has to turn into the physical. There has Mm -hmm. to be touch. There has to be contact. Are you lighting candles? Great. Then you should be laying down powders as well. Are you, are, you, are you going to meet that person? Give them a physical gift. Touch them. Put some oils on your hand and reach out and touch that person. These are the ways to truly influence and add in that human element. It transforms your work from this sort of idealistic, you know, platonic state into the real world. This is no longer fantasy. This is no longer prayer. This is literal connection. Yeah. What, what you just so, said, Conjamon Ali, reminded me of of when people will want to, want work done, and they say, "I want, I love him so much, I want him to call me." And I'm like, you know, why why want why isn't this working? Why doesn't he love me? And mm-hmm. the first thing I ask is, "Have you told him you love him?" No. Mm-hmm. Call. Mm-hmm. When was the last, I haven't talked to him in months. I said, "Call him and tell him you love him and you want to be with him." Oh no, I want him to call me. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. put a little human effort into this. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's an old song, and you guys are probably just too young to remember this song, but I post <laughs> a link to the YouTube video of this song. It's a song called Tell Him by the Exciters. I want someone mm-hmm. to go out and catch that YouTube link. Which they're in a zoo, for gosh sake. It's the Exciters. Mm. They were a, a, a wonderful R&B group that was unusual at the time. They had men and men and women in the group together. And most groups at the time were all men or all women. The Exciters, they're in this zoo, and there's all these animals pacing back. It's so far out. They're on a merry-go-round. Tell him. Tell him. That's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it says... I know something about love. You just gotta see. You just gotta see it because this song is about tell him that you're always gonna love him. Tell him that you're never gonna right. love him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him right now. I oh, I think that, that. I think that. I think that was in the soundtrack of a movie. I know what you're nobody, talking about. Yeah, but I post that link over and over and over in the forum, and they all go. But I was told by my reader that I must not contact him. Oh, wow. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Hell yeah, no. That's Maybe your reader said, "Don't blow up his phone with a hundred texts in a in a day." Yeah, they, yeah that's <laughs> a different topic. <laughs> that's a different topic, right? But your re- if your reader says you must not contact him, your reader is just trying to keep you as a client. That's a fake thing because mm-hmm. that means mm-hmm. your reader says, 
I don't want my little client to succeed because then she'll get married and won't ever need me no more. Right. I want her to keep. I want to keep that client on a string. Don't call him, honey. Don't call him, honey. Don't look eager. Mm-hmm. Boy, that just delays it. Oh well, I'm working on it for you. I'm burning candles for you. Uh-uh. No. Any reader who tells you not to say that you love him. He's going to be scared. He's going to run. Well, then he's the wrong man. If a man runs and you say you love him and you you nuzzled up into him and you give him that little thing where you do that little thing, you know, that, and he and he says, I don't like that thing. Oh, that's and he ain't your man. He, you know, right. no magic in the world. That's a warning from God. He if he won't be nuzzled up into. Well, well, yeah. the hell, just just go find another one, for God's sake. Well, I mean, the question is, like, if you're doing all that work and you're like, oh, don't contact that person, imagine the, the kind of the contradictory nature of that. You're building up all that emotion, all those feelings, all that affection, but then you're not going to give it an outlet to manifest. You're not going to give it an outlet to actually come into your life by calling that person or texting that person or contacting that person. It's a bizarre thing to do. You, you, you can light all the candles in the world, but at some point you've got to let that person know that all the feelings you have direct it towards me all that love that's building up direct it towards me all the lust building up direct it towards me don't just let the person hang there this is why that human element is so important and why it's always been you know an essential part of hoodoo long before Conjure doctors were lighting candles. They were laying down powders. They were reaching out and touching people. They were feeding people because they recognized that is the mo- one of the most effective ways of influencing a person. That's right. C- uh, Cousin Joshua in the chat asks, do you think that working contact-based magic has a way of cutting through a lot of BS and game-playing involved in many modern relationships? The answer oh, to that yes. on my part is yes, yes, yes. But I'll go with you one farther. I won't even say modern relationships. You know, back in the day where they were all told if you if you had premarital sex, you'll go to hell, that was a, a way of screwing up relationships really bad too. Nowadays, everyone's got their, you know, whatever problems that we have in love, they've had them before. So, but at least we have a few less. Well, now that we have birth control, we can actually have mm-hmm. sex and try somebody out to see if they're mm-hmm. going to be compatible. What's the point of waiting? I'm sorry, just what's the point of like, buying a pig in a poke, as we used to say, or buying a cat in a bag? You don't know what you're getting. So now we have birth control. We have mm-hmm. um, uh, condoms to prevent the spread of STDs. Come on, folks. Check them out. See if you like them. And um, that is contact based magic if you use magic while you're doing the sex okay so if you're into sex magic and i think you all should be if you want love you're gonna Mm -hmm. you're gonna uh, actually do contact but let's get away from love for a minute let's talk about contact magic on the job Okay, you're not going to oh, be having yes. sex with yes. not going to be having sex with your boss, but you've got this bad manager who's always coming and it leaving. It could help. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's the Tauruses. We're all out there with that. Um, but you know, you've got this bad manager, and she walks up. To, she, you got a desk, and she has this habit of walking up to your desk and then leaning on your desk with both her hands mm-hmm. balled up in a fist, and she goes, "Have you got that contract down to so and so yet? I told you mm-hmm. to yesterday." What you gonna do? Contact magic. You're gonna put some oil. You're gonna oil that beautiful wood desk that you mm-hmm. have at that lovely high-paying job that you got yourself through all that magic that you got yourself it through. And you're gonna put that on there. You're gonna lay down a little, uh, a little line of 
fiery wall of protection at your door mm-hmm. step of your office and maybe put a little bit of that on the desk and don't put powders now she'll see it but you could also put in something if you put fiery wall of protection out there and then you put something nice you know, like peaceful home or world oh, yeah. peace, right, on the desk. If she touches the desk, she can't be mad, right? Yeah. You're yeah. going to make those cookies we talk about, cookies all oh, the time. Oh, yes. You're going to make those office cookies, and in the office cookies, you're going to make half the cookies, hot foot, get away, quit this job, leave town, don't never come back cookies. Oh, those are the spicy cookies, right? And you're going to stir those batter counterclockwise you're going to curse like hell when you make those <laughs> those and you're going to name this cookies for someone so and this cookies for someone so and this cookie whoever eats these cookies these are the getaway go to hell cookies and then you're going to make the lovey-dovey cookies oh these mm-hmm. are the sweet little i love you come always be part of my life and you stir them clockwise and you make those cookies now you mix the cookies up on the on the plate and watch who eats which cookie Watch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I am a big believer in the sweets for your work. I've done it myself. It's my mm-hmm. I always attribute it to my success at work. Um, I always bring in cookies. When I first started in my department, uh, one of the first things I did is I brought in cookies that I had made and prayed over the sugar and prayed over all the ingredients and it make it genuinely makes people sweet to you and favorable to you and you become the kind of rising star. Of the place. Mm-hmm. And the second is that you always sprinkle peace water in the bathroom. Why the bathroom? Because the bathroom mm-hmm. is where people will gossip. That's where people get together mm-hmm. to talk about other people. You sprinkle peace water in the bathroom and you give people cookies and you've got a very, very favorable working place for you. It's something that I've done personally and I've recommended to clients. And let me tell you, it works. It works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is contact magic on a very direct level. And another one that I would uh, mention is people say, well, we can't bring cookies to the kind of job I have and, and um, you know, whatever. But I tell them, and then take all the little sugar packets home from the break room, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Take a good little handful home, put them, layer them in sugar in your home, pray over them that everybody who opens one of these sugar packets or the equal or total or splendor, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck they're artificially, <laughs> toxically poisoning themselves with, and... Um, and you know something, mm-hmm. Papa G sends me ginger, and um, but I will say it comes from Amazon. I don't do anything magically to get to you. I well, see, I knew he was going to say that, but I have a feeling that when Papa G buys that at Amazon, some little thought goes into it. That's not contact magic, but he gets me that ginger. However, if Papa G had his best interests at heart. He would um, get that ginger, and then he'd repack it in something really pretty. And I'd still eat it, but it would have been touched. Just giving you a hint, Papa G. But I like it from Amazon because then I know it hasn't been touched. And wrap it in cash. (laughs) Wrap it in cash. That's right, baby. (laughs) I like that. There's there's something else I saw this week that I had actually posted on my Facebook page, and it kind of deals with also the human element. Mm-hmm. about putting forth effort. I have seen this more than one time, and it, it just drives me up a wall. Mm-hmm. Someone will um, put a pitch post of their honey jar, and what is on that honey jar? It still has the fucking ragu label on it. Oh, no. God, yes, yes, yes. Um, the, the, yes. 
And someone has said to me, oh, I understand what you mean. People can be lazy, but isn't it about the intention they put into the jar? I'm like, no, they set their intention the minute they didn't clean the fucking jar. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. that's so mm-hmm. true. And, intention and the other without one... action. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. That's intention without action, and it's wrong. It's wrong. Um, now, I've seen people, you know, live sloppy and, and get something done, but I wouldn't. I would not do that. And another one yeah. is the people who put the plastic lid on the honey jar and burn a candle on it, and then they're like, oh, my my lid caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> is this bad? Is this yeah. Bad? Yeah. I'm going to say something else here that that when we talk about human element, it's not just the effort that you put in. It's not just the contact that you do, but something that for me is essential to the human element, and that is personal concerns. You need to put something of yourself and of the person in the work that you're doing. It's about making that connection. If you're doing long-distance magic without... Uh, any real form of contact. Let's say they're thousands of miles away and you can't get to them. You can't touch them with that oil. You can't lay down that powder. You should be working with personal concerns. One of the things that I'm always surprised about when it comes to the human element and the kind of lack of it in a lot of modern spell work is that people refuse or simply don't understand that if you have a honey jar... That should be you in that honey jar and the person you're working on in that honey jar. If you don't have a piece of their hair, a piece of their nails, something to link them, then what are you doing? Don't get me wrong. The name is a powerful thing. I come from a tradition in which the name is considered so sacred that it's 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 the one of the more important personal concerns. So and so, the daughter of so and so, the daughter of so and so is a very old way of working. But the mm-hmm. idea of not even putting in a picture or a piece of hair or something to make it human is bizarre to me. That's working magic in the abstract with no real attempt to manifesting it in our world. You want that person to love you. You want that person to be influenced. Well, make sure you have something of them in there. And make sure you have something of you in that working that you're doing. A little piece of your hair, a little piece of your nail, or your underwear, or so on and so forth. This personalizing is an important component of doing the work. It's linking it, making it go from the ideal into the actual. I don't know how many times I have clients come to me and go, I've been doing this honey jar for six months, and I don't know if it's working. Can you read for me? And I'm like, I'm more than happy to read for you. And then I ask some basic questions, and they're like, oh, no, I don't have anything of that person. I'm like, well, what are you mm-hmm. working on then? You're, mm-hmm. just, you're just lighting a candle on honey is what you're doing. Mhm. And I got one here. Miss Reese um, in the chat room threw in something really great. Uh, personalize your powders. Use a foot yes. file on your feet and collect all the stuff that gets filed off and put that in your powder before you lay it. In other words, if you're laying a love powder or something like that. Foot yes. scrapings. Foot scrapings are one of the oldest things in hoodoo because of the African foot track magic tradition. Yeah. And people say, you mean foot scrapings? Man, I'm telling you, foot scrapings. And if you if you want to read more about it, look in my book, Hoodoo Urban Root Magic, and there's a lady who was capturing her husband with her foot scrapings. I mean, yeah. she fed him her foot scrapings in food, you know, that kind of thing. Foot scrapings have an, a particular power in hoodoo that you might not find in every culture, but they are powerful. Nobody likes to talk about And people now, they're also, mm-hmm. my feet don't scrape. My feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> I don't know what they think. They don't get it. But foot scrapings mm-hmm. are good. We always talk about semen and we talk about uh, pussy juice and menstrual blood and urine, all those good. But foot scrapings, very good. Very powerful. Very good. Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not, uh, not long ago, I was listening to uh, uh, old lucky, uh, old um, radio shows um, in our workshop. I was, we listened to them all day long. And there was one one thing that you said, Kat, this is a couple of years ago, that stuck in my head. Uh, you tell me whether this deals with the human element or not. It was it was you were talking about be careful what you choose as a screen name. Oh yes. It, like like unlucky in love. Yes, unlucky in love, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, your screen name, that is true. Your screen name is a way to be, you know, to present yourself to the universe to the divine again that numerology book has something to say about that but but truly it also is about who you are all those people who come to the forum love sick unlucky in love lost mom desperately seeking I, these people they just show up and they name themselves these names and you go you ain't gonna win you ain't going to win because you haven't inhabited yourself as a winner. You haven't you haven't stated to the world. And I'm not saying you've got to substitute it for something like, I always win. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about um, give yourself a name that comes from your heart. That is the human element. So if your name is your name and you don't want to use your name, you make up a name that you, that feels good to you. Do a little numerology on it. Make it work out for what you want to express. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a, it's easy enough to be in fully inhabit the root work that you do. It's not that hard. It's not mm-hmm. that hard. But people just make it. They get it all twisted. You know, they 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 get it all like I've got to follow this rule. I like these candles, and then I'll be, that. No, no, that's not how no. it is. Well, I remind people when you're doing root work of any kind, you're working with humans, with people. Poor people. That's what this magic is. It's not. It's not. You know, fantasy role play. You know, it's not about the number of of esoteric words you can say. It's about that that human element. That's what makes hoodoo hoodoo. That's the component of it's working with people. That means that you're touching. That means that you are working with personal concerns. That means that you are you are have some form of contact. You're laying out. There's something human about what you're doing. And if it doesn't have that person quality or that person-centric nature, then something is missing. You know, and we talked about uh, love affairs, but uh, Nagashiva in the chat said that Papa G had said that you also have to actually fill out that application and go turn it in if you're going to get oh, a yeah. job. You have to oh, actually yeah. do that. You can't just sit there and wish for a job. you got to fill out the application turn it in. Although I've seen Human some people out. do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, this was wonderful. We got to rave and rant for a little bit, all us Tauruses. Now we're going to turn it over to Taurus number two, I think is how I think of him. Or maybe he's Taurus number three. I'm not really sure. But um, Papa Newt, take it away, and we're going to bring in a client and read for them. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your host, 
Captain Ironwood and Conjurman Ali and this week's special guest, Papa G, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 510 in San Francisco. This is Aaron. Aaron, are you there? Oh, Aaron. I'm here. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. I see that you called us about about five months ago, and you're calling to give us an update. Is that uh, what I'm reading? Yes, please. All right. And looks like conditions have changed a little bit. And Aaron writes, I called in about a situation with school and being denied uh, access to my uh, ac- uh accommodations for my disability for my teacher slash administration. Since then, I followed your advice. A helper did come in recently from the government, and they are investigating because the school has basically just ignored my complaint. I would like to know uh, what the next step should be and how to get back into root work with this issue because I'm feeling like I'm at a crossroads and not sure what to do. Turn back to you, Miss Cat. Well, Aaron, I'm so glad you got back in touch with us, and I am so glad that you have found a helper because that was what we said would have to happen, that you were well within your rights, and I do remember this so well. Um, and um, this is this is something that everybody with a disability has faced at one time or another the idea of the scarcity of resources model that people mm-hmm. say well we're not just going to we're not going to give anything to people with disabilities cuz we don't yeah. have enough for ourselves it's not that they hate people with disabilities they don't see the big picture that we're all human and we're all going to have disabilities at some point or another. And they all think they're invulnerable. And until it happens to them, they think, you know, just screw those other people, right? So mm-hmm. I hear what, I know what you're up against. Now, would you remind me what sign of the zodiac you are? Um, I'm a Gemini with a Sag rising and a Capricorn moon. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um, and I remember saying, well, Capricorn Moon, that's the tough part. But the rest of it, the the Gemini and the Sag, you may be a little bit too flexible. In other words, you're not you're not no Taurus. That's what I'm saying. You're not no Taurus. You're not. You're. But the Capricorn has got something. The Capricorn will stand its ground. But uh, you know, you're not you're not one of those. Don't. Fuck with me, Tauruses. So, Gemini's are they talk and they and they want to reach a, a negotiated settlement. 
Sagittarius's are also well. I'd take the philosophical high ground and all that, but you need you need someone in your corner who's gonna like you know plant the flag on the hill and say this is the hill right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you said your uh, what the next steps should be. So um, I'm going to assume here that you you now they've got the investigation going on. Okay. Have they mm-hmm. made any changes yet in what they've done? Uh, no, basically, um, the vice president just ignored my complaint for two months, and then I uh, filed a complaint with the Office of Civil Rights mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and they sent a letter. They talked to me, and then they said that, okay, yes, this is a valid complaint. We're going to move forward with an investigation. And they sent me a letter that they're investigating now. Okay. The All office right. did, not the vice president, if I, just to clarify. Right, the Office of Civil okay, Rights, gotcha. which is through the Department of Education. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you have all of this paperwork that you can work with and put it on an altar or something of that nature? I do, yeah. Good. All right. I'm going to throw down three cards, and then I'm going to uh, we're going to pass this along. But what I have here, number one, is definitely the prospect of victory. It's called the Card of the World. And it shows a beautiful young woman dancing in a bay laurel leaf wreath. Now, the laurel leaves stand for um, victory, um, especially academic victory. There are four uh, animals in the four corners watching this woman dancing, and they stand for earth, air, fire, and water. They're a bull, a lion, an eagle, and a man or angel. And this is the idea that the world is watching, and you are capable of attracting attention. This is a very important card. So attract attention to yourself. Don't start getting, you know, all crazy rant, but start attracting attention. Let it be let it be seen. The next card is a very good card and I think that this shows that there is some progress going on. It is not a card of ultimate victory but it is a card that shows some progress. And this card is called the Knight of Cups. And the Knight of Cups shows a uh, a guy going forward on a horse. The horse is walking. It's slow. The horse is not galloping. But the horse has come to a stream of water. He has a cup. He's going to get down. He's going to water the horse. He's going to water himself. And he's still journeying on his journey. He can't get in one leap to where he wants to get. There's a cliff on the other side. He's got to go downstream on the river. He's got to go under some little trees and shrubs, which we call uh, allies and cohorts and friends and, and little stages along the way. So we, be ready for the this to take a little time, but the progress is moving forward. It's good. It's a very good progress. And the third card is also a good card. It's the Hierophant. The Hierophant usually stands for uh, education, marriage, anything, or or church uh, as a career. Um, It shows a a kind of a pope-like or bishop-like or Dalai Lama-like, you know, some wise guy in a church with two people uh, that are asking for blessings. One has red roses, one has white lilies on his garment. And he blesses them both. And there are two crossed keys at his feet. So this is to say that all is equal, that um, that the things that used to be held exclusive to the church when these cards were first invented in the 1450s, which would be hospitals, colleges, all of those were under church rule at that time, that there's a, a the ruler or leader is going to grant your wish and bless you. 
it's a good blessing card. And it, what's important is the fact that this is a card of what we call non-discrimination. He blesses the guy with the roses. He blesses the guy with the lilies. And he has two keys. Everybody gets a key. Everybody's key opens a door. So ultimately, if you get this thing before a high enough level, it will be settled in your favor. But it is taking some time. Don't lose faith. They're investigating now. That's the first card the world. Progress will be made, and in the end, you will receive a blessing. So that's how I see that one. Now, let's turn this over to Papa G and see what cards or how he's going to read it. Well, I pulled, pulled three cards for you, and their their energy is similar to what Kat just read, except maybe with a little bit more information. Because the first one is the um, it's this, um, strength card card which you know mm. shows the shows the woman um gently opening the lion's mouth and most people think of this like a like a just a strength or a courage card but really it's also about balance and patience it can be about um sort of holding your own and waiting for the good thing to come um to not get overwhelmed with um the thing that you're seeking to the point where you sort of the best way to say it is sort of mess up mess up your own um um success by moving too quickly but cuz this, this card can also mean that things will get better if you have the courage to be completely patient with it and of course that's not always what um, we always want to hear because sometimes we want what we want and things seem to take forever um but the second card is the four swords and it's in reverse um, this card in reverse to me means more about being frustrated with lack of progress. It shows a um, a figure in effigy on top of a coffin. Um, upright, it can mean it's a time to be stagnant and rest and gather your resources. But in reverse, it, it is about being burned out and just completely over this entire situation. You're wanting to be resolved and done with. Um, so connected to the strength card, it just says, be patient. We know you're getting frayed with this going on and on and on. But the next card is the chariot upright, which is about conquest and victory. So it shows you will be victorious in, in what you're seeking. It's just taking longer than you would like it to. But it tells you to hold on, be patient. A little bit longer, and you'll get to where you want to be. You know, I've always loved that chariot card. I've always related it to an old song we used to sing in church called um, We've Come This Far by Faith. And um, it's about not turning back. You know, you may not be moving forward as fast as you want, but don't lose your faith when you have the chariot card. It's a delay. Um, and it can mean a delay for a while. But it does say, hold on, help is on the way. And hold on, the time has to align. The stars will align. It's card with a lot of astrological symbols on it. Sort of like All keeping right. the faith, keeping the path. Because mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. have another deck of cards, the Mythic Tarot, which shows the um, two horses instead of two sphinx. And they mm-hmm. actually have reins on them where... Yes. It's someone holding the, the, the horses from going in two different directions. You're holding your path. 
That's right. Ahead. That's right. Either way, either deck, whether the two horses are diverging or whether you have the unhooked sphinxes, they always both cards will show that that immediate forward motion is not possible. That's so. It's always a card of faith. That's, that's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Um, well, let's turn this over to Conjurman Ali. He's. I know you remember Aaron, don't you, Ali? Oh, I do. I do very much so. <laughs> and I remember right. being very shocked at the experience that that you had that you had gone through because of how clear the guidelines are in providing accommodations for this and how all universities and 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 have to kind of address this. So uh, I'm glad that you have had some movement here. Um, that's a good sign. It means that things are moving in your favor. There is some root work that I would recommend that can help to move things uh, even further. Um, what I would recommend first is uh, if you can get access to graveyard dirt of a family member, uh, particularly someone who you have a strong relationship to, a grandmother, great-grandmother, etc., um, or, or a grandfather of some sort, someone who is protective and who will be a strong advocate for you. If you cannot get the graveyard dirt of a family member, try to find a powerful lawyer. Uh, they're great. And this is easy to do with today's Internet age. You can look up who's buried in a cemetery uh, or look up mm-hmm. famous uh, lawyers. Just find that graveyard dirt. Make sure that you leave some coins as an offering, as a sort of thank you and payment for the graveyard dirt. Gather that graveyard dirt. Bring it back home. Mix it with court case powder. Then take three bay leaves. On one side of the bay leaf, you are going to write your full name on each one of these bay leaves. On the other side, you are going to write truth on one of the bay leaves, victory on another of the bay leaves, and justice on the other of the bay leaves. So three bay leaves with three words, victory, truth, and justice. Burn each one of them in the light of a brown candle that you've anointed with court case oil and victory oil. Burn them in the that candle to ash. Mix the ash into the graveyard dirt and the court case powder. Take this with you and sprinkle it around campus, particularly around the administration building. It's easy to do. You can go late at night when the campus is kind of closed or even during the day. I've sprinkled dirts during the day. Most people don't even know what you're doing. You carry the little bag in your hand and you just sprinkle as you walk along. No one will be the wiser. I've I work out a university campus. I've sprinkled dirt all the time. No one knows. Um, but you can easily do this. Once you've done this, this is a good way of, of, of turning this situation to your favor, of bringing this spiritual advocate to fight for you on campus uh, while you do the rest of your work. Next, I want you to get the name of your, the investigator and perhaps the investigator's boss. You can usually find this from the paperwork or the emails and doing a little bit of uh, research online. You could easily type in their names, look at the Department of Education, uh, see wh- who's, who outranks them or whatnot. Write their name on a piece of paper, turn it clockwise, write their name three times, turn it clockwise, then write your name over theirs three times. Into this paper that you've written names on, I want you to sprinkle a little bit of uh, Cascara Sagrada, a little bit of deer's tongue, and a little bit of dill seeds, which is really good to kind of make everyone favorable towards you. Fold this up and place it into a jar of honey. Let your finger touch the honey. 
lick the honey off as this honey is sweet so too will all these people be sweet to me you're going to close the honey jar and you're going to light brown candles um, that you have anointed with court case oil and victory oil now as the candles are burning what I want you to do is recite Psalm 5 Psalm 5 is a particularly powerful psalm when you need uh, the legal system to be favorable to you. It starts, listen to my words, Lord, consider my lament, hear my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. So it is a a call to authority, a call to power. It basically is uh, what I like to say, uh, going over the head of the judge. You go to the ultimate judge, and that is God. So you recite Psalm 5 as the candle is burning down. I would also recommend that you write Psalm 5 on a piece of paper, anoint it with uh, crown of, uh, with a court case oil and keep this in your purse, in your pocket, or whatever as you go about your day. Now, any type of paper that you need to handle, anything that you need to fill out, you are going to keep that on the altar with the honey jar. You're going to spread it out, place the honey jar in the middle, and then you're going to dust all of it with court case powder. Sprinkle court case powder, run your hands as you pray over it, as you recite some five, flick off any excesses, keep them on the altar for a few days before you have to turn it in to whoever it is you need to turn it in. This is a good way of turning everyone in your favor, working, working that sweetening component in order to ensure that the investigators are on your side, working with the powder component to ensure that you have a spiritual advocate who will fight for you, but also keep the administration at bay so that they're not able to hamper this case. And I suspect that with this particular working, you'll be able to turn things around in your favor and relatively soon. Be patient. It's not going to be overnight, but I do think you're going to have really good results, particularly with not just the investigator, but the investigator's boss, if you appeal uh, spiritually in the way that I recommended. We have a couple minutes. Let's see if uh, Papa G and Miss Kat have anything further to add to this working. Yeah, I have one comment. And that is, if you, in modern times, a lot of times you don't turn the paperwork in. It's all to be turned in electronically. If that's the case, you're going to print everything out, dust it, and leave it on the altar, and Mm -hmm. then um, dress your fingertips with those oils when you go to type. Yeah, or you can scan the documents that you've dusted with powders, scan Mm -hmm. them, and then upload those. That's a way of making a direct digital link. That's right, right. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you, Papa? Do you have anything to add? That's um. What you had said is something I tell people all the time to get to to put things on their fingertips when they're when they're typing, or texting, yeah. or um, writing, uh, whatever your you know, because your information comes from your head out through your fingers, especially when you're talking digital things. It's sort of, mm-hmm. to me, it's like the flow of Reiki or something. <laughs> it's coming from right. your head, through your body, out the fingers, and digitally out into the world. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. That's, that is absolutely true. Um, the other thing I, I would say, I love this combination of herbs. It's really, really good. There is another one you might want to add. It depends on how much you like to work with herbs and roots. You can, if you feel that you are the beggar in the situation, use five finger grass to get favors granted. Mm-hmm. This is so. If someone listening to the show would say, "Well, I don't feel strong," but this particular client got strength, 
and therefore mm-hmm. I would recommend the use of some root. And um and I would say mm-hmm. either John the Conqueror root, mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth root. Queen Elizabeth root goes really well with strength because it's a powerful woman. So mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. add a little you don't need the whole giant Queen Elizabeth root that's as long as your hand. You just need a little piece of it. Um and put mm-hmm. that in your packet. This is your queenly strength. This is your strength. You can rule yeah. and control. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Well, of course, just we we're we're very happy to help you. Call back again if you need more help. Remember, there are people here working for you, thinking about you. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever did get in touch with Papa Newt, but we talked about Papa Newt is someone who has also been fighting this kind of fight for years, and um, and he knows how to fight it on a magical level and on a personal level. If you do need a root worker, call Papa Newt. Um, he 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 knows the ropes. Okay. All right. Well, now we'll turn it over to Papa Newt. <laughs> Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. And now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. And our next uh, uh, caller is calling in as a return caller from uh, Los Angeles area code of 323. This is Tiffany. Tiffany, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, welcome back to the show. Um, Hi, I see that... Oh, it's good to have you back. And this looks like uh, the, uh, you're, you're calling in, uh, kind of giving us a, an update on your uh, report from the last time you called. Is that what I was reading? Um, kind of, sort of. Um, I've had a few readings with Miss Cat um, concerning a love situation, um, and um, it's, everything's gone like 180 degrees differently. <laughs> Um, so I'm kind of really lost right now because everything that happened was unexpected. We'll have our our readers assist you to the best of their abilities and happy to have you here. Now, Tiffany is right. My ex has come back into my life and I am over the person. I had the readings about, uh, about, I finally know uh, what and who I want in my life and want to know if, if, uh, anything will work out with him now. Turn it back to you, Miss Cass. Oh, my. Well, that's a big change. <laughs> yeah, I my, know you wouldn't think after those readings we had that I'd be here right now. Well, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not uh, I'm not going to be the one who's reading for you. Ollie is. But let's just, okay. let's just get this thing straight. How long were you and the ex together? We've been on and off for um, like 16, 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was with the guy that I had the readings with you about, you know, he mm-hmm. tried to come back and I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. Go mm-hmm. away. Leave me alone. I don't want to deal with you anymore, you know, and everything. Um, and then I don't know what happened. I got really sick. I ended up in the hospital, had surgery and all this other stuff. And mm. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to see him, you know, and everything. And I really thought I was over him. I thought I was done. I, Okay. Well, honey, if you, you know. keep talking, we're not going to be able to read. So oh, sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, not trying okay. to shut you up, but but I just I asked a certain question, only that okay. one question. How long were you okay. together? Okay. Yeah. Next, 
How long were you apart? I hadn't seen him in 11, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I communicated with him but had not seen him physically until okay. recently. Okay. Now are you actually physically seeing him? Yes. Okay. Have you had sex? Yes. Have you gotten any of his personal concerns? No, every, I, I hadn't done that. I'm planning on doing that. That's pretty much why I called, you know, because I prepared my menstrual blood and I'm preparing to get his hair and to do all okay. this stuff because I've never done anything on him ever. Okay, got it. All right, I'm now going to turn this over to Contraband Ali. I think we got the picture. Okay. Okay. Uh, quick question. Uh, what sign of the Zodiac are you? I'm Aquarius. You're an Aquarius. Okay. Uh, what sign of the Zodiac is the X? I believe he's Virgo, uh, August 28th. Okay. All right. Virgo and Aquarius aren't that bad of a mix. But Aquarians, um, uh, if you've ever listened to the show, you'll know that it, we always say that Aquarians find things later in life. It's the Saturn in them. Um, they usually mean they find love later in life or they find their career later in life. So that's something to, to, to bear in mind here. Okay, so I've pulled three cards. Um, and and the cards have... Okay, let's just go over these cards <laughs> without talking oh, gosh. The first card I have is the star card, and the star card is not a bad card. It's a good card. It's what we want to hear for something like this. It's an indication that there is true love here, um, or at least true, really uh, true emotions and deep emotions. It is a nude woman kneeling down, and she is pouring water from a, uh, a, a bowl or a vase into the pool while another is pouring onto the ground and running off in small rivulets. Uh, this is very much an Aquarian sign. It's the sign of a water bearer, if you will. And the stars indicate that uh, there is a timing component here. Now, the star card is not a card that says love. There is already a card that does that. It's called the lover's. But the star card says that there is true feelings here, and those feelings are deep. And this is an indication that uh, what you are experiencing right now is tied to something within your destiny, within your fated plan in life, with your fated uh, path. There is a sort of astrological component, and it would behoove you to consider some form of astrological reading, to consider why it is you are experiencing what you're experiencing, why it is that you went from not wanting to see this man to seeing this man, to the fact that you guys have gone been on and off. I mean, I don't even remember the exact date, but you said several, almost two decades or something like that. Um, uh, 16 years, if, if I remember correctly. That is, whenever I, someone says, we've been on and off for 16 years, and oh, I haven't seen this guy for 11 years, and this person shows back up, that's an indication that there's something going on astrologically. There is a time mm-hmm. thing here. Star-crossed mm-hmm. lovers, there's a reason why we say that word, right? That phrase means something. So the star card goes, yes, in terms of emotions, there's something there. There's a depth there. But it also says there's a deeper meaning here, one intimately tied to time, and you have to unravel that mystery of time in order to understand why this person is back in your life. That does not mean that he is fated to be your lover. It means that he's fated to come back into your life because it is part of your destiny. It is part of your astrological chart. So that is important to recognize. That On the one hand, it gives us good news of, yes, there are emotions and feelings and depth and sincerity there, 
On the other hand, it tells us there is a mystery of time that needs to be unraveled as to why you are star-crossed lovers. The next card that we have is the King of Cups. This is a person who is sitting out on their throne in the middle of rocky waters. And this tells us that, that very clearly this back and forth is not over yet. As much as you want to see him now and you are committed to making this work or committed that this is the guy you want back in your life, this card, the King of Cups, tells us that the tides will change again. That doesn't mean he's insincere. That does not mean that the feelings aren't real or that there's a evil here or cruelty here, but rather that the tides will change, that circumstances will change, and you will find once more that he may pull away, that you'll find that well, yet I'm again he goes from that right now. Right, where you may find that you will go from on to off. It's not you, it's not him, this is circumstance. Things change, the environment changes, the time changes. It's not necessarily saying, oh, well, I no longer want him, oh, yes, I want him. There's something else going on here, an environmental factor that is tied to that star card. This is something that's going to require a deeper reading on your part. It's also not unusual for Aquarians to kind of go through this experience of hot and cold. Finally, the, car, the last card that we have is the devil. And the devil tells us that this relationship, mm. at many of its components, are deeply, deeply unhealthy. Yes, you two are joined together as these two imps are. We have two imps that are joined together by chain to a block. And upon this block sits a Baphomet figure who raises his hand in a sort of malediction. In many ways, this card is a mockery, an inversion of the lover's card. If you were to pick up the lover's card and you put it right next to the devil card, you will see that they mirror one one another. They are the dark mirror of each other. That yes, there is a connection here. But this connection is not exactly the healthy connection. But the connection between the two of you requires deep introspection on your part, deep interrogation on your part, to ask if you really want this guy back, are you willing to accept all the attending negativities that will come with it? Because there are a lot of negativities. There are drawbacks to this. And the relationship is built not on a foundation that is entirely healthy. Based off of the readings I have here, as much as you may think that you want this guy right now or you're worried or whatnot, the devil card indicates that whatever you're going through will once again turn dark. My recommendation is get an astrological reading, do some serious healing, and consider breaking this connection once and for all. That's what I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Papa G, who's going to do your uh, next reading, and then finally we'll have Miss Cat give you some root work recommendation. Okay. Hello, Tiffany. Hi. Um, I have pulled three cards for you. Um, mm-hmm. It is the, the first one is the Three of Wands. And this shows um, a man, he's holding, they're holding a staff, there's three staffs, um, wands. He's looking out onto the ocean and it's sailboats. It's a card of assessment. Um, also, assessment and preparation. It's someone who's looking at, um, you're looking at the new idea. You're taking, this old person has become a new idea. Um, and you're trying to um, decide whether it's worth it, will it work. Um, it's sort of like weighing all your options in the in the field of love. Mm-hmm. So that shows you assessing, which is why you called. Um, the next one, though, is the Knight of Swords. It's in reverse. 
I'm not sure if the if other readers read it this way, but I always think of the Knight of Swords as the Knight in Shining Armor card. However, mm-hmm. it is in reverse. When it comes in reverse, it's almost like about charging forward with your plans with a sort of a disregard for the consequences. It's not thinking through on all levels um, the thing you want to do and the consequences behind it. So I would say that could be a warning card telling you to slow down, almost make a a list of uh, good reasons, bad reasons. A lot of people do that in relationships because <laughs> um, it tells you to take adv- take advantage of some time down where you're not completely you know you know thrown together yet, and gather your thoughts because in reverse it can also mean it's you have scattered thoughts. And then the final card is the Six of Cups in reverse, which when it shows up in reverse, it is a card of the past. Usually it's about nostalgia and childhood memories, but in reverse it's about clinging to the past, Um, having sort of discipline issues with um, breaking yourself from the past. And also it can be about having unrealistic ideas of what you can reinvent from the past. So altogether, it doesn't really look like in the long term that he would be the the right one or the one to actually move towards. I tell people, if you plan to do it anyway, then take the cards as warnings and go and change change your situation. Meaning, if there's anything you have in the past with this person that needs to be fixed or addressed, then you should do it right up front. It's like, mm-hmm. I didn't like it when this happened, you, when you did this, when we did this, whatever, whatever it is. Get it all up right. front, see what his reaction to that is, and you'll know whether to go forward or not. Right. This doesn't really show going forward is right, but if you insist on doing it, just get all your cards on the table first. Right. Well, that's pretty accurate about what's going on. It's just that... We're not trying to start over or anything else like that. It's just that we never talked about it. We said we were going to talk about what happened in the past, but we got together and we've just been, you know, involved and we never actually talked about the things that caused us problems that made me walk away each time. And I'm about right. to walk away again because I'm like, you know, we haven't talked about it. And so that was basically yeah. what's going to happen this week. Which just makes it faster it. in resentment. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, you, you're a... You're a wise woman. Most Aquarians are very wise. And um, I think what you're seeing is that these two readings kind of confirm what you were already thinking. There is a problem. It's, it's If you were to continue without talking about it, you're just going to go back to the drifting on and off, on and off, on and off. Mm-hmm. There is a connection. And I like what Ollie said. Get an astrological reading in order to to settle for once and for all, because he's not going to talk about it. What is it that that binds you two together? What is it that keeps the two of you apart? A good astrological couple comparison chart will help. There are many good astrologers who will do this work. I always recommend Kondraman Ali. He does this work. Another one is Deacon Millet. Another one is William Stickerfers. Um, and they're all members of AIR. They're all 
solid people that aren't going to rip you off. Any one of them can do a couple's relationship chart. Now, let's let's talk about the root work to do. My feeling here is that the root work you should do is for blessing and clarity, not to try to seduce him. I asked about did you have personal concerns, and sure, you should get those personal concerns, and yes, you should keep them in an envelope in a box. If you don't have anything to do with them, they're a token. I have one other thing to say about that Six of Cups reverse. Six of Cups, uh, childhood memories is a very good way to put it, but it also shows a psychic leak. The little boy is giving the little girl jasmine flowers in a cup, and jasmine is the primary psychic vision flower. It blooms at night, night-blooming jasmine, and it's used for dreams and psychic visions. So when I see this, it says to me that there is a link between the two of you I don't want to say the God and the angels made that link. We don't know what it is, but that can't quite be broken. It'll never be broken. But you don't have to throw your life away either. You know, can keep, just honor that link. So I'm going to give you something to do that's um, clarity work. So I want you to get some dried jasmine flowers. These are like these little jasmine buds. They're real white. They're real pretty. And um, you get yourself a little a little saucer or dish. And in the middle of the dish, um, I want you to put a candle stand. In other words, don't put the candle right on the dish, but you want to put a little like a little metal stand or a little glass. Or whatever. I don't like glass for candles because it cracks. A little metal stand is what I like. Put that in the middle of the dish. Around in a circle, I want you to put jasmine flowers. Just a, you know, a packet of jasmine flowers spread around makes a circle. And um, that's going to be a white candle, just a little candle. We're not talking a vigil candle now. We're talking about a small four-inch candle, six-inch candle. Four-inch is perfectly fine. A white birthday. I want you to get two oils, clarity oil and psychic vision oil. Because you know there's a psychic link between the two of you. It's pretty obvious. But you're not having clarity on the nature of that link. Okay? I want you to have a picture of you and him. If you can get personal concerns of you and him, put them together. If you can get a selfie of the two of you together, print that out. Right? Um, Put your stuff together with that paper. Put that paper under the plate. It's just going to be underneath. That's sort of your basis for it. Here we are together. If he won't take a selfie with you or you don't have a picture of the two of you together, um, you can write the two of your names. But I'd love to have you to have a picture of the two of you together. Before you put that picture under the plate, I'd like you to look at it. Try to make a real spontaneous selfie. Don't tell me. I'm going to you know, just hold up the camera and just go click and look at what you got. Who's leaning on who? Who's looking away? Whose hand is where? See if you can read the picture. You might have the ability. If you can't, send a copy of the picture to any good reader who does psychometry. I'm a good reader of photos myself. Ten-minute reading. Just, you know... I'm not available right now because I'm working on books, but there are plenty of 10-minute readers who can do a reading of psychometry of the photo to see what kind of a couple you are. In any case, put that photo under personal concerns under in a packet, under the plate, little ring of the jasmine flowers. Dress the candle with clarity and psychic vision. And I want you to pray. And um, just in your own words, you don't have to pray to God if you don't want to, but you pray to some form of spirit and you're going to pray let me now see what this man holds for me and what I hold for him 
Let me have a vision of the future. If I cannot see the vision in this candle flame, let me have this vision in a dream. Now, some people would take a little crystal ball, and I'm saying like a clear crystal ball, and it might even be as small as a little marble, but it's just a small crystal palm ball, and hold it up in front of that candlelight. And look into it, look at the candlelight through that crystal ball, and say, I'm ready to see a vision of the future between him and me. Now, I'm going to tell you I've done this with people that I had questions about, and I saw very interesting visions. I'm not going to reveal everything of what it means, but for one person, mm. just as an example, I saw me at that person's funeral, and mm-hmm. I've never have seen that person again, but I know when they die, I will go to their funeral, because that was it. That was the vision. You just hang loose until they die and then go to their funeral. It'll be over. Other times I would see a picture, a dream. Oh, my gosh, we're adopting puppies together. Rescue puppies. He and I are rescuing puppies. Well, then I know that I've got some sort of a future with this guy, right? So ask for a vision. Accept the vision. Whether you see it in the candle flame or whatever, take the jasmine flowers and if you don't have a vision under the, uh, uh, you know, while you're looking in the candle, put the jasmine flowers in a little muslin bag and put them under your pillow. Sleep on them, and maybe you'll have a, a dream that will reveal the truth. Okay, that's my statement. All right. Well, this is an unusual one because um, I think she's already made her mind up. But just saying. All right, we're going to have our network schedule announcement. And then we're going to come back and do some more talking. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our freestyle segment with Papa G of thefolkmagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee. Take it away, Papa G. Thank you, Papa Newt. Um, this spell, I was trying to tie something with a human element and couldn't quite get there. So, so I thought I would give like a preview of what I'm going to talk about at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, which is um, dirts and dusts and powders. So this is what I call the Seven Churches Spell of Protection. And there's some things you need first and then some preparation you'll have to do. Um, the first thing you need is the dirt from seven different churches. And we'll go over how to get those. Um, you'll need some lemongrass herb, some rosemary, the, the dried herb, powdered cinnamon. And you can use either one black seven-day candle or you can use a um, seven-knob candle. Some Lucky Mojo Fiery Wall of Protection Oil and a bundle of white sage. So the first thing I want you to do is actually print out the 27th Psalm. And you're going to anoint that piece of paper that you printed out with, in the sign of the cross with Fiery Wall of Protection. 
um, fold it um, towards you two times, put it in your pocket, and you're going to keep it in your pocket as you visit these seven churches and collect some dirt from each one. Uh, of course, you know, sometimes you have to be a little bit um, discreet when collecting it. If they don't have a, a, a place where there's a lot of dirt, you can always get a little bit from a pot, a potted plant at the church. The ground is usually better. So you'll bring all these home after you've collected that. It's like a whole day's outing. And you're going to take the herbs, the lemongrass and the rosemary. And you can use either an herb grinder or a mortar and pestle or a coffee grinder. And you're going to powder them together. And you'll combine the dirt you've collected with those herbs and the powdered cinnamon. And mix them all together. And then you're going to get your uh, seven-day candle and poke seven holes in it. And anoint that candle with the fiery wall of protection oil. So you're going to use fiery wall of protection on your um, um, psalm when you're going around collecting it. You're going to use it on your candle. And then we're going to use it again to anoint your space. So um, you get the candle all ready. Set it aside. You put it in the center of the dirt. Um, put the dirt in a fire-safe bowl. Set it aside. And then actually go around and cleanse your house with the white sage first. That way your house is completely cleansed, free of negativity. Whatever's going on, the house is clean before you start this work. And and then you will actually light the candle while uh, um, saying the 27th Psalm. You actually unfold the paper that you took to the churches and read the 27th Psalm while you light it. And after the uh, candle is completely finished, collect all the dirt and sprinkle it all around the perimeter of your property and save a little bit to go around the front door and the back door. Long and drawn out, very <laughs> many steps, but worth it. So. Wow. Mm. All right, we got a question. Miss Reese asked a question, and it, but what I think the sense of it was, does it matter if these are all of the same denomination or even of all the same religion? Mm. Seven church. You know, when I was writing this, I was thinking that it, it it would probably be good if they were different ones. So you have different points of view, different um, traditions of protection and blessing. See, now I'm such a practical person. I think it depends on how big a town you live in. I live in a town that has two churches, and that's it. So if I want to go to the next town over, I can pick up a couple more churches. Then i got to go down to the next town to get a couple, you know what I'm saying? So right. I'd get whatever I could get. But I know that along the way to that second town, there's a Buddhist temple. I'd just drop in, you know what I'm saying? I'd just drop in. But that's just me, because I, I, it's a long drive to go to seven churches. However, if I'm, you're in I Washington... I would consider that a church. Yeah, well, of course it is. If you if, if you're in Washington D.C. and you're a Catholic, well, you can go to St. Patrick, St. John, St. Whatever, and they will be seven of your denomination. So I don't think it's worth fussing over. But um, yeah. Now I like the uh, idea of gathering. I'm, I just want to real briefly say that I'm a big fan of the kind of. I know some people may have difficulties with the traveling component, but I actually really like that. There's a sort of almost pilgrimage component or you make your way to the various places, these kind of sacred sites to gather the dirt. I really like that. There's something almost like you're building the protection step by step. It's every step you take. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, too, I know that um, people who've taught me similar spells, 
um, that would take holy water from seven different churches. People who taught me mm-hmm. that lived in New Orleans, and they were only going to go to Catholic churches, and they told me the names right. of which ones. And the, and those saints, you had to leave an offering for each saint when you got the holy water. You know, that's a Catholic tradition. But um, on the other hand, I, I could certainly imagine um, someone like uh, Nagashiva, uh, you know, wanting to go to, you know, Buddhist and Taoist. And, I mean, he's, you know, Nagashiva, he's got Sagittarius mm-hmm. rising. He's going to go to a Muslim and a universal Unitarian oh, and Jewish yeah. and Hindu. And he's gonna, <laughs> he, he may not stop at seven. You know what I mean? He may go to seven times 70. I don't know. <laughs> And it it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. Is like this particular spell requires a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. That's right. You're putting in a lot of time and effort to get this one. I would actually gather. I wouldn't use it all. I would gather up enough where I had it to save some back. (laughs) Oh yeah. I would have to take a trip seven more times. Yes, and in fact, that's the kind of thing that if you were me. Uh, 20 years ago when I had a little shop and I was only selling to a few people, I'd be selling little packets of that. Um, mm. I used to I used to sell the water of seven waters, but then I got so popular, you know, 25 people order it, I'm sorry, I'd be doing that all day. But if you do mm-hmm. make it, yeah, put a little aside for your friends or your, or your clients or whoever it is you work for. You don't know when you're going to need it again, and it'll stay good. Keep it up. And um, uh, Miss Reese mentioned um, that um, she went and collected Dr. Jim Jordan's graveyard dirt and made a pilgrimage mm. of it. She shared some of it with other students of my correspondence course and graduates. We were very grateful to it. And she said it was a pilgrimage to collect that graveyard dirt. That, And she says, the effort helps focus the intent. That's true. That <laughs> is really very true. true. Wise words there. Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful spell, very Torian spell. I love the the dirt of seven churches. I'm going to just also throw one more little Torian idea. If you want to start a business, get the dirt of Mm -hmm. seven successful businesses. Oh, I love that. If you want to get a mortgage, get the dirt of, of seven mortgage companies or seven banks. There's many ways to do this work. All of these types of work are very popular and very long-standing. All right. Well, we've definitely d- come to the end of another show. I would say don't worry, to- too, if that seven-day candle doesn't burn for seven days. They're oh, not yeah. all meant to. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. God knows they've changed the formulation on the wax. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, you know, you do better now, I think, with seven six-inch candles and just light one after another. But the, right. the hell with these vigil lights. I'm getting tired of them. I really am. They're, they're not what they used to be, but that's just me. All right, let's turn this over to Papa Newt. Now we're going to make him talk real fast. <laughs> thank you, Miss Cat and Countryman Ali, and thank you, Papa G of SouthernFolkMagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers will be William Stickeffers of WilliamStickeffers.com in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, bringing us the topic on the spring equinox. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Carrier Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat by the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Countryman Ali at the Countryman.com in Mission Bay Hill, California. I'm your
air announcer, Pop Nate, joining you from popnate.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Review Will Power can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive at luckymojo.com slash video.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to join, uh, join us once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jack Band playing the Jack Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> the CD and skilled. Oh, consult so your good. doctor for side effects. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, good so good. <laughs> go out to the hoodooheritagefestival.com and buy your darn tickets and. Get on the train for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival 2019. That's May 11th and 12th. We will see you there. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Bye.